What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dream Big, Play Bigger podcast. Thank you so much for being here. It means a lot to me. And I also want to thank Spartan World Media Fest at the Spartan World Championships in Lake Tahoe for inviting me to be there, for the opportunity I had to meet so many incredible people and have them on the show. Liz is no exception to that. Liz is an Amazon bestseller of the book Happy Healthy Fit. She founded a yoga company called Figure Fit and helped other people uh, learn yoga and open up their own studio. And she's also a successful investor, stock trader. This lady covers all of the gamut when it comes to success and focus. But one of the things I love most about Liz is her commitment to serving people. She had an opportunity at one point to open a donut shop in her small town. This donut shop would have killed it. She would have made so much money, but she knew the value of people's health, and she chose to go with yoga. Now think about it. Small town yoga, This is a lot, there's an education process that goes along with that, but she was committed to that, so she dove in. The other thing about Liz is a single mother, at one point her son asked her if he could go live with his dad. Now you can imagine as a single mother losing her son or the feeling that that would feel like, but she chose to back it up. She knew the value of him being able to get the experience of being with his dad and chose to support it wholeheartedly, and it served all three of them. Please enjoy this conversation with Liz. She's a beautiful person. So grateful to have her on the show. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Dream Big, Play Bigger podcast. I'm your host, AJ Richards, and today I have Liz Nearswicky. Perfect. And I'm excited to get to know you. You are a hustler in the fitness industry. I mean, you're, you, but you're expands. You're in yoga. You're in. Uh, you have a yoga course school. school, school yeah. Yep. Um, is that a brick and mortar school or? No, well, it was. I okay. had a yoga studio for eight and a half years. Okay. And I yeah. closed it in two th- 2018. Okay. Um, you, you're a stock trader. I was listening to some of your podcasts on the way over here, and I'm just like, geez, like. Whatever you can get your hands around, it seems like you go all in. You know, it's really wild because, like, my life is, is definitely, we all have, you know, unique lives. Uh-huh. And I was thinking about that yesterday about how um, just the people in my life who have made an impact in my world have really left a piece of them yes. along the way. And I got into stock trading really before I opened my yoga studio back in 20. Uh, in 2010, okay. Um, the guy that I was dating at the time, he was a stock trader, mm-hmm. and he made a significant amount of money. Mm-hmm. And of course, I was doing, uh, you know, eight to five work, and you know, paycheck to paycheck. And he made a huge amount of money and gave it to me on a stock trade. So it really opened my eyes to the opportunity to make massive amount of money in the stocks. But yeah, there's high risk. I mean, I got to be careful with like how much I talk about because actually moving into the financial planning world to help other people with uh-huh. this. And a lot of people have approached me with, um, hey, if I give you this much money, can you trade it for me? And I'm like, yeah, I could, but I'm not going to. Uh, there's definitely other ways to go around you know, helping you right. with your income because how do you do that? Take money and put it in my account because then it's my money. Right. You yeah. know, we can't commingle our <laughs> yeah, funds together. Totally like, and I can't like help you in your account because then it's, yeah. you know, I don't want your passcode and things like right. that. And I don't want you to rely on me to tell you when to sell mm-hmm. a stock and things mm-hmm. like that. So it's been really, um, my journey is definitely not textbook. Right. A uh, single mom. I mm-hmm. worked in the corporate world for 10 years and then I decided to open a yoga studio in my town. Okay. Because we are from a really small town in the Midwest and we get everything behind everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, our town really could use yoga. And I looked into a Krispy Kreme, seriously. Really? Uh Uh-huh. And- That's a pivot. Totally. (laughs) Like I wanted to open a, I'm entrepreneurial, so I wanted to do something. Mm -hmm. And I looked into franchises. Okay. So I looked into Chipotle, I looked into, Edible arrangements yeah. and Krispy Kreme. And yeah. then when I was in my yoga school training, one of the ladies just spoke life into me. Mm. She's like, hey, Liz, you know what? With your business acumen, you could really do a good thing for yoga in this town. So that's really what it what it was. And that yeah. was the catalyst. That was like the first domino to me moving into that space. And so I, I just started to look for you know, places to have my, my studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, this is like that, that moment when you've heard this probably a million times, AJ, where they say like, follow your bliss and the universe will open doors where there yeah. were once walls. And that was really true for me with that experience because I had no idea how I would get the money. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that I knew that I had to do it. 
Yeah. And I knew that our town needed it, but I just didn't know how it was going to come about. So I started just doing the work. You know, what does it take to, to open a business? And mm-hmm. uh, finding a location, finding a builder, um, researching colors for the space. And so it just one thing led to the next, to the next. And then the guy that I was dating, you know, like he knew I was going to, Mm-hmm. you know get a loan yeah and he was trade day trading and he found this uh, stock that was going to report earnings and it reported okay. but he had a huge leverage position on that trade uh-huh. and it just gapped up and that's where the money came from mm. and wow yeah it's Dang. it's really cool um so then i went all in with the studio and that's a whole nother like i said a life of mine um really working hard at starting that studio in our town and, you know, moving into that that niche, I was actually the first mm-hmm. real, like, traditional modern yoga studio. Everything was more kind of underground in that community. And I approached all the yoga teachers in town that I met during my training and wanted, I wanted to be the one to build the space for them. Okay. And I approached all of them and they all turned me down. Really? Yeah. Wow. They saw me as a threat. Oh my gosh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Scarcity mentality versus abundance. Totally. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? I was freaking out. I was brand new at yoga. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. And um, so I found one girl. I hired her and I paid her salary. I brought brought her in Mm -hmm. and paid her like, I don't even remember what I paid her. Maybe like Mm -hmm. $35,000 salary to get going and to help me. And then I ordered every single DVD imaginable to teach myself yoga. Oh my gosh. Wow, that's amazing. restorative yoga to yin yoga to power yoga to ashtanga yoga. Everything that, because I knew that I had to be the one Mm -hmm. to bring variety to this studio. Mm -hmm. And so I taught 17 classes a week for two years. Yeah. Talk about burnout. Yeah. I owned a CrossFit gym for for seven years, and I'm just like... I know, you know how intense that is, but I never coached that many classes. I know. <laughs> so I'm just like, what? I know, it's crazy. Yeah, okay. So it's burnt out, and I realized, all right, that was my time where I was like, I need to figure out an exit strategy because mm-hmm. I don't see myself doing this long in the long haul or when I'm 50. Yeah. You know, yeah, I just right. was like, this isn't what I see myself doing forever. Right. And so I just was like, all right. And knowing business, uh-huh. I was like, what can I do? What's my extra trader? What's my pivot going to be? I didn't quite know. Um, so I knew for sure that I finally had, almost had enough experience to create a school. So I started looking into how to do that. And at that same time, my son, I'm a single mom, mm-hmm. and my son's dad approached me, and we live six and a half hours apart, wow. for okay. my son to come and live yeah. with him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. I never thought that question would come about. Yeah. And so I knew that mm-hmm. I had to, you know, right. entertain that thought. Right. Yeah. And so I asked my son, he's like, yeah, mom, I'd consider going and living there. And he's mm-hmm. nine. Yeah. And I was like, oh, buddy, you don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, there's a lot that, to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and then I just, I was like, okay. And then we decided that he was going to go there for mm-hmm. try it out for a year. Uh-huh. And so that happened in uh, 2012. So he ends up moving there. Okay. And that was like so hard. And I, I remember feeling like this is how parents must feel mm-hmm. when their kids go off to school, to mm-hmm. college, and mm-hmm. they leave the nest. Yeah. But he wasn't even 10 yet. No, yeah. So H- How long had you two been together, just the two of you? And my son happened? and I? Yeah. Uh, for the first 10 years of his life. Dad was in the picture for no, 10 years. No, never. Wow. He wasn't. We dated, but actually yeah. he was even out of the picture before my son was born. So was born. Mm-hmm. Man, so at 10, you guys are just the two of you, and now he's going to go live with dad for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. It was tough. But I knew, I didn't have dad growing up. I knew he needed dad time, and I knew that he needed dad experience. That says a lot about you. Thank you. Because the pain yeah. to let him go, mm-hmm. but... The knowledge that a boy needs his dad. Yeah, I for mean, sure. it's just the way it is. Biologically, he needs to have some of that guidance. Yeah. And 
So that does speak volumes because it would be so easy to be selfish. And totally. Be like, no. No way. He's wow. mine. You can't have him. Wow. And the backstory with that yeah. is like, it could have been really easy mm-hmm. for me to say that. Yeah, time. I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know, he he actually his dad when I got pregnant, his dad didn't grow up in the best environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dad wasn't around. His mom wasn't around. He didn't want kids at all, mm-hmm. and he really pushed abortion on me. And I fought within mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. To to figure out what to do. Yeah. Because I didn't know what to do. I was alone, and I didn't. He wasn't going to be with me. He really wanted me to have that abortion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if I could live with myself if mm-hmm. I do that. For mm-hmm. Personally, yeah. and, and just my, my mom gave up a son for adoption, and mm-hmm. I saw her battle with that. So I just didn't know if I could do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm just going to, well, actually, I, I heard this uh, voice of God one day. Yeah. Like I woke up before my alarm to this little voice that said, read a scripture. Okay. And so I was like, well, that's cool. But yeah. I don't know what that's all about. But I just yeah. like had this, like it was this persistent nudging yeah. that morning. And I was like, read a scripture. Went in the shower. I'm like, all right, I will. Just kept putting it off, putting it off. Read, read a scripture. I'm eating breakfast. Read a scripture. And I was like, hmm. oh, okay. And then I'm getting dressed, you know, drying my hair. And then like five times throughout my morning, that little voice just kept saying, read. And it's not that, yeah. it's our intuition, but it's not yeah, that right. persistent normally. Right. You just right. hear it and it's gone. Mm-hmm. And um, I was leaving, put my hand on the door, and right then, hand on the door, it said, read a scripture. So I dropped everything. And I went back to this book that I had in my bathroom. It was like the only spiritual book that I had in my apartment. And I opened it up, and I looked right where my eyes landed. It said, for those who believe in me, from their belly shall flow rivers of living water. Oh my gosh. I know. Oh, I got chills. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like time stops. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And huh. I was like, God, are you speaking to me? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's, that's amazing. I think that's John like 738 or 838 or something like that. Um, that was one for my son. And mm-hmm. I told him like, you might get that tattoo someday. Yeah, know? that's what that's I was thinking. Like, the tattoo got to be somewhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And we might get that as matching tattoos, actually. Oh, really cool. Yeah. How old is he now? He is almost 17. Okay. And is he with dad still? No, he moved back. Okay. Yeah, so he came back. Um, so what happened when he left is I dove, man, I dove into it. Okay. I dove yeah. into a relationship with a guy who was mm-hmm. eight years younger than me and Serbian. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, like, that was more for fun. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, right? And then I dove into creating a yoga school. Uh-huh. And then, um, so I created the, I took a year, mm-hmm. and I created the yoga school. I needed to get the, um, like, I had to get all of the curriculum in alignment with the National Yoga Alliance. Mm-hmm. And so I did that, got that approved, and started my first school. I had 10 awesome. students in my first session which helped me once I finished them, I pretty much hired eight of them. Okay. And I was like, yeah, the studio is yours, yeah, you guys, right, you right. can have it. Yeah. And um, so that's what I did with that. And then once I backed out and they were pretty much running the show, I was doing my figure fit classes there okay. and teaching one to two yoga classes a week. So I went from 17 down to five. And that was fantastic because mm-hmm. I was still doing the marketing, the social media, the newsletters, everything for my business. So um, that gave me the opportunity to breathe mm-hmm. and then also to create figure fit. Okay. That's what came next. Yeah. So I started filming all of the workouts and all the videos from my online program. Mm-hmm. Well, I had people who were like, hey, they knew about Solace, the yoga studio, and mm-hmm. they knew that I was teaching the figure fit. It was actually called body sculpt okay at the studio okay and then um it was getting me shredded mm-hmm. and that's all i was doing was yoga and then those three classes okay and of course i knew nutrition right. because i have a nutrition science undergraduate degree mm-hmm. and so i was doing that and people social media was really good with that so people were learning about what i was doing and they were asking for my workouts Okay. And so I was like, I really need to find a home online. And that's when everything really was doing, was yeah. blowing up in the online world anyways. Yeah, right. So I realized I need to just create a home for these workouts. And so Figure Fit was born in 2014. And that was like two years after my son leaving. And so okay. he stayed the first year. 
And then I was like, is he going to come back? Yeah. And then he stayed the second. Mm-hmm. And then he stayed a third. And then he stayed a fourth. And I'm like, he's never coming back. Yeah. And I kind of resolved to just that maybe how it's going to uh-huh. be. Uh-huh. Um, but I think he started getting this whole protective thing because mm-hmm. he started texting me and oh, saying, hey, Mom, yeah. what if something happens to you? You know, yeah. we have a gym As he's maturing as a young man and getting those feelings of, you know, men were naturally supposed to be the protectors. That's yeah. natural. That's yes. not... Yeah, okay. Yeah, Got it. So he's so starting to naturally start feeling that. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And yeah. so he's like, what if something happens to you? But then also at the same time, his dad needed to move so they can go to it, so he could go to a good high school because mm-hmm. he was living in St. Louis. Okay. And they would have needed to move. But where I live, in the house that I actually had a house built for us when he was um, three. Okay. And I chose a neighborhood that was in a really good school system. So it's either he needed to move back and go to that school or his dad needed to move and find a really good school for him. Mm. So it just really came to that place. And we were like, you know what? Eighth grade, don't move back going into high school. Move back going into eighth grade. Right. So he did. So he came back. He's with me now. Cool. And you know what's really cool about him is that you know, I never really had to like preach about how to eat because he just watched me. Oh yeah. Do that. Yeah, product like, of his environment. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. he watched me work out, so now he naturally just goes to the workout in the basement. That's where our gym cool. is. Cool. And he comes upstairs and is like, "Hey, mom, which protein shake do I drink after this?" Yeah, you know, it's that's so awesome. cool to see yeah, him. Yeah, cool. And his physique is insane. Is it? I'm totally jealous of oh his abs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> 17, of course. He's yeah, crushing right? it right now, especially with a lifestyle like that. Yeah, he's yeah. crushing it. And he that's plays awesome. soccer and he runs track as well. Oh yeah, so he's getting lots of cardio in. Totally. Um, so, you, you have a book. Yep, I wrote bestseller, a book. right? It's an international yeah. bestseller on Amazon. Awesome. Yeah. Dang. And that's Figure Fit? Figure Fit. It's actually, it's about Figure Fit. Okay. It's kind of mm-hmm. like um, the journey to Figure Fit being born. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I talk about my story and how I really struggled digestively growing up mm-hmm. with the standard American diet. And then also how um, meditation, when I learned meditation through the yoga practice, mm-hmm. changed my life. Um, so the book's called Happy, Healthy, Fit. Okay. Transform your life in 90 days with the Figure Fit Lifestyle Program. Okay. And happy is all about the neuroscience of the brain and mm-hmm. how our brain is literally doing like four things if it's not in the present moment. It's time traveling. It's, it's mm. like complaining. Yeah. It's building up a sense of self. And then it's comparing that sense of self and who it thinks it is to other people. Yeah. And yoga, the practice of mm-hmm. yoga and meditation really brings you into the present moment and helps you see what your brain is doing mm-hmm. when it's doing those things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times to like watch your brain is when you're driving or when you're in the shower, you know, and you're alone and you can like go, what, do, what in the world am I thinking about right yeah. now? Why <laughs> yeah. am I thinking about that? Yeah, why is that on my mind right now? Yeah, yeah or interesting. why am I telling that story? Yeah. And so I really got, okay, so that's happy. Yeah. And then okay. healthy is all about gut health mm-hmm. and how that impacts our body, our health. And I really go into the science of gut health mm-hmm. in that section. And then fit is all about energy system training and how the work, how the figure fit workouts are, mm-hmm. um, tapping into, you know, ATP and glycolytic training versus aerobic training. Mm-hmm. And how to really shred the fat if you want to, how to eat mm-hmm. based on the kind of workouts that you're doing. So it's, a, it's it really included my entire education yep. and experiences in life up till that point. Yeah. And now I'm in the process of writing like two other books. I don't know which one I want to write. So yeah. I just go back and forth yeah, right. between writing yeah. them both. Yeah. Um, and, you know, since then, which was 2000 and. 16 is when my book was released life is like totally different you know Mm. I just kind of look back at those things and those are chapters in my journey and I've really I'm focused more now on really helping other people with like kind of like the big sister in the industry I feel like almost kind of like I've been there done that with a lot of things Mm -hmm. so I can definitely be a resource to help people who might be wanting to start a fitness cool. business or Got it. Yeah. wanting to um, 
even start an online business, mm -hmm. you know, because I've done both. Yeah. And I really, now I'm at that place where I really want to give back and serve. Cool. And um, in that way, not, not in the way that I felt like in my yoga studio that I was just serving over serving. Yeah, you know, I right. felt kind of like when two people would come, I got to a place where I was like, why are you even here? Uh, yeah, I yeah. hate you. Go home so I can go home. <laughs> hmm, can't say no that feeling at all <laughs> to any of my friends that are listening that went to my gym. <laughs> you know, it's an awful place to be when it is. it's your business. Yeah. And you love people and you want to serve them. It's just you get burnt out. or it's, so done. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. But I realized, and that's why I closed it, because I could have... Yeah. Well, I had a, I, okay, so I signed a lease at a location. Mm -hmm. I could have moved my location. I, uh, my lease was up, and for three and a half years, I was going month to month. And it got to a place where we were slowing down. Okay. Um, I created my own competition. Yeah. In our town. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I know what that's about, too. Yeah, yeah I got so it. So I'm really happy to say that, like, I created the yoga yeah. industry in our town. Yeah. And I've got about 40 yoga babies running around wow. from going through Amazing. my school. Amazing, which is a huge impact on a town where, yes. the, where that consciousness didn't exist. Yeah. That's really powerful. Totally. Let me ask you a question uh, before we get too far away from that. So you were looking at a Krispy Kreme versus a yoga studio. <laughs> yeah, right. I have to imagine the Krispy Kreme would have had a higher profit margin. Yeah. Because who says no to Krispy Kreme? I know, right? right? Especially oh in a town where if yeah. there's not a yoga studio already, then the mentality Krispy Kreme is easier choice. It's done very well there. So, yeah. so the one did open? Yeah. Oh, oh. they ended up open. Of course, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. So, like, so in 2009, when I was doing all the market research for uh -huh. that area, so I was like, Krispy Kreme would kill it here because of the Midwest mentality. Yeah. And just like, yeah. there's nothing else to do there except right. eat yeah. and go to restaurants, right. you know, or go to go gamble mm -hmm. or go to Lake Michigan. Yeah. Um, I get furious when I go to the beach and people are just eating like yeah. gluttonous pigs on the mm -hmm. beach. I'm like, oh, God. it just kills yeah. me. Yeah, totally. Um, but so, um, yeah, like within nine months of me sending the market research data to Chipotle headquarters, they were opening one. I don't know wow. who opened it. I don't know if it was the headquarters that opened it. Yeah. But I never heard back from them. I was like, Interesting. that's not cool. Punks. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. You know, but I look back and I'm like, everything has its purpose. And yeah, I right. honestly, I needed the yoga for myself. Yeah. I needed mm. the meditation. There were things in my, my close family that happened with like mental health. And I don't think that I could have even gotten through just a lot of the stuff in my own life had I not had that um, real close connection with my own intuition and having that relationship mm -hmm. um, you know from that day in mm -hmm. my apartment before yeah. my son was even right. born to just times along the way there was a time when I texted her when I was a single this before figure fit it was even before my yoga mm -hmm. studio I think mm -hmm. and I was just so depressed and I was like really like I was going to bed at night just wanting out just mm. wanting to check out mm -hmm. and I remember texting my best friend and she's like Liz that's so scary and I was like and I didn't tell anybody that I was having these thoughts but I was you know and I, I just told her, my best friend on the whim and she's like that's so scary and I just I'm like I know and I'm, I'm there like all the time I'm just thinking about it mm -hmm. and I'm not gonna do it and I mm -hmm. knew that but I just was thinking about it mm -hmm. all the time I just yeah. was like I don't like this life and I remember this one day just having a meltdown in my closet and I wrote about this in my book mm -hmm. that and I heard that warrior voice again you know that inner inner voice mm -hmm. that you can beat yourself up so much and that voice that inner warrior is there not all the time but like mm -hmm. it's there yeah and it came that day like I was having this meltdown and this voice was like it should I saw this vision of like a downward spiral mm -hmm. and it said that's where you're going with this kind of talk and this kind of um, these thoughts and it was just like down this downward mm -hmm. spiral and I sat there and I was like I need to change like my habits mm -hmm. my lifestyle and I just really need to really be because everyone has not everyone but a lot of people have this in and out with fitness and I certainly did I had this in and out relationship mm -hmm. with fitness yeah. and I was like I need to just really dedicate myself because food I turned to food for comfort 
And so if I could just get the fitness down all the time and make that a regular part of my life, then I think a lot of the other things will fall into, in line. And so I got up from this meltdown in my closet and I walked out of my closet and like I, that was pretty much the day like the warrior was yeah. born and I walked out wow. and I was like this is figure fits all about warriors and gods mm -hmm. and goddesses mm -hmm. and um, you have to rise up mm -hmm. and that's the back of my shirt says oh yeah rise, rise up, up warrior. warrior awesome yeah is that you gotta you gotta face that every day because you're gonna have that little angel and devil yep. on the shoulder and saying you don't need to do this today yeah and I realized that voice that tells you you don't need to, that's when you need to punch in the face and go do your, go do your stuff. Yeah. But that was the catalyst to really showing up to all my work, to create the studio, to create the school, to create my book, to create the figure fit. Mm -hmm. And that is the definition of the success cycle. It's you've got that dream, you show up and you do the work, you get the result, you get that feedback, mm -hmm. and then that gives you self-confidence. Mm -hmm. And that self-confidence is what feeds you back into the loop where you have another idea, you go show up to it, you get the feedback, and you do it. And the more you do that, and the more you keep showing up, eventually you hit what uh, Malcolm Gladwell says, is that tipping point. Mm. And you just start to, your business starts to take off, your you know, your social media presence starts mm -hmm. to take off. But it's all about that, that first fight that you're mm -hmm. having with yourself. Right. So um, there's the, everybody has a dream or a vision at some point, and sometimes life experiences kind of drown that out and they no longer think they're capable. But for those that still have some sort of idea or a vision of what they would like to create, they might even know the action to take or they tell themselves, I don't know the action to take, yeah. which is also not true. Right. You always so know. there's that gap, right? Yeah. What do you think people, what do you think stops people from taking the action? Well, I think sometimes it is truly not knowing like okay. what to do first, or maybe mm -hmm. they're, I think there's a lot of things. Like I feel like sometimes people are a leaf in the wind. Okay. when they need to realize they're actually the creator of this experience. Mm -hmm. And I remember the, a day where I had that moment, it was like in my bathroom, and I, I would pray to an external God, like, help me do this, yeah. show me this way, that way. Yeah. And finally, I don't even know what I was going through at the point in time, but it was like the I am the way, the truth and the light. It wasn't even the truth and light, it was I am the mm -hmm. way. It hit me like a bolt That's of awesome. lightning in yeah. the head. And yeah. I looked in the mirror, I was like, I am mm -hmm. me. It's nothing outside of me. It is me. Yeah. I am the way yeah. to everything I want. So no matter what it is I want, I'm the way. There's your responsibility. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, knowing that, then you think, I want to do this. I want to do that. And it's like, I can be like squirrel under yeah. that next idea. Yeah. So you really have to get, you have to know what you want. Mm -hmm. You have to look at your life mm -hmm. and like look at it down the road, like 30 mm -hmm. years from now. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Who do you want to be known as, really? Yeah. That's kind of one of the better questions. And, and then showing up. So, you know, I think early on, you know, having this idea, it, was, it just kind of came easy. But I think a lot of it is also self-confidence. Mm -hmm. And that success cycle that I just talked about, mm -hmm. That is the essence of building your self-confidence. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have self-confidence, then just maybe pull away from a lot of other people and start to learn some things that are self-loving, mm -hmm. that, that you can do that help you love yourself and find your own voice in this world yeah. and start to show up to those things and start to just put yourself out there a little bit at a time and then you'll get the benefits of showing up yeah. and that's what builds that self-confidence and that's what actually is like the fuel behind you pushing you forward to show up even more however when I closed my studio in 2018 I faced the feelings of failure with that and at the same time I lost somebody really important to me um, and I got into a really like dark hole where I couldn't move. Okay. I could not show up to my work. I couldn't show up to my podcast. 
I felt like, who am I to speak? And I'm like, are you, mm. like once I, now I look back, and I'm like, yeah. who am I not? Like, yeah. come on, Liz. Get That's exactly what they need to hear. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I was like, I was so depressed. Depression's a real thing, and I didn't take anything to get out of it. I probably should have, because a lot of time passed, you know, and I think. How long? A good year. Okay. I wasn't showing up. I just mm -hmm. couldn't show up to mm -hmm. my stuff. And like, I was depressed. I I was in debt, you know? Like, mm -hmm. money wasn't coming in like it once was before. Mm -hmm. um, I was not gonna tap into my stock money. That mm -hmm. was the one thing. That and working out in my son were the things that I could focus on that made me happy. Um, day trading, I just dove all in. And that's mm -hmm. why I'm so passionate about it right now. Like, mm -hmm. I just dove in my stock, my portfolio was doing really well. I, over the 10 years of, you know, eight and a half years of having my studio, on the side, I was always day trading and putting money into different companies that were up and coming. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just put money in. And I know how to, like, I, I trade by a set of rules. Okay. So I learned those by failing. I learned mm -hmm. those throughout the 10 years. And so I live by that in my own portfolio and I was doing that. So I actually built a pretty good little nest egg, kind of like a, an emergency fund. Yeah, nice. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna live on this, but I'm also gonna make this my full-time job now. And I'm gonna pivot from running a yoga studio to day trading. And I'll still do figure fit. Mm -hmm. And the, it's an online, community so it's built and it's done there's not much more that I need to do except serve my community and do the podcast mm -hmm. um, so I was like I'm gonna really focus on this day trading and that was like reading daily emails and reading about companies was where I would really find it was a place for me to put my yeah. my busy mind because I really right. did feel like a failure I could have and here's why I could have moved my studio. Mm -hmm. I could have changed locations, but I, I, I looked at places and I just couldn't, I could not do it. I was like, everything in me was like pulling me back. And I was like, there, I don't want to do this again. There's not an ounce of me that wants to teach another yoga class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I am so over this. But what happened with that is and I didn't even know what it was. I just uh -huh. felt like a failure. And I was like, what is this feeling? Why am I feeling like this? And finally one day it hit me like, you, you pretty much abandoned it. I did. I walked away from it. Mm. And like a community that I had built, you know, like, but I had kept my school. Yeah. And I was like, well, they can come along. I just yeah. was like, well, they can come along yeah. and go to the school. Like right. that is like <laughs> one weekend a month versus an everyday yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And, or they can come over to Figure Fit and sign mm -hmm. up for the online program. There's yoga in that, it's mm -hmm. taught by me. Yeah. But it's still, it was like, I couldn't really figure out why do I have this feeling of failure? Yeah. And it was just because I, it was a part of my life for eight and a half years, it was my identity. Yeah. You know, and like, I just abandoned that part of me. I cut my hair, I dyed it black. Like, I don't know what I was doing. I was like running yeah. away from myself. Mm. And I was like trying to get away from that person. Yeah. And she wouldn't go away. Yeah. She was still with me Hanging this whole on. time. And so I was like, Don't leave me. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I was like, I don't even know. Finally, I started to see a therapist. Like, what's going on with mm -hmm. me? And honestly, like, I'm 41, and we start to process, knowing this now, um, we start to process a lot of the stuff at 40, 41. Uh, up into like 49, uh, depends on how much work that you've done, self-work, awakening work, to mm -hmm. wake up to your stories, to your parents, to how they treated you, to the life that you grew yeah. up in. Right. Because we are um, a product of the environment that we grew up in. Our earliest memories. Yep. yep. And we, we live that life until we break the cycle. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of things happening in my personal world that I was living that I... Um, that weren't helpful in my business world. So it was kind of like everything was coming to a head at once and I couldn't handle any of it. Like mm. I just kind of blew up my life. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. It was it was nuts. And so I left, you know, I said no to the yoga world. I uh, continued doing my figure fit workouts. I pivoted and I started doing day trading. I was meditating. I wasn't really doing much yoga. Mm -hmm. Um and I was journaling a lot and I, I 
finally ended up like like I was. I was in that dark place. Um, and, and here's what happened. I couldn't, I knew I needed to show up for my work because I was like, figure fit. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love my workhouse. I love my community. But for some reason, I couldn't get over the hump. Hmm. And I was like, what's wrong with me? And yeah. it was, it really was depression. Okay. Yeah, I know that because... Um, was it depression? Did you identify if it was depression caused by a certain set of thoughts or... I don't, I don't know exactly what, you know. Okay. It, was, mm-hmm. it was the loss of a friend. It was like, really, here's what I think it was. Like, I, I abandoned, a, like, I, I had another insight one day. You know, I mm-hmm. call them these, like, downloads. And um, I remember feeling like the loss of different things in my life. And hearing the voice say to me, only you can abandon you. Mm. And I realized, great. Yeah, yeah, I realized that's what I was doing with uh, like the loss of my friend and the closing of my studio. Like I mm-hmm. felt abandoned and then I felt just different, you know, feelings. Mm-hmm. And so I was just trying to figure out what it was and then I had that insight and I was like oh man it's totally what I'm doing I'm trying to run away from myself why am I doing that and you know my therapist helped me process a lot of these mm-hmm. questions that I was having and as a first I probably should have gone to see a therapist a long, long Earlier. time ago yeah yeah we try to do like our own self-therapy yeah a lot of the yeah. times yeah um, that's true and even some of the stuff, like sometimes she's learning from me because I've got the education and like right. the chakras and the energy right. systems of the body and where we hold stuff and yeah. why we might have addictions in certain areas. So mm-hmm. she's like, so tell me about this. And I'm yeah. like, so why am I doing this? She's like, you're right. She's like, your right brain is battling your left brain. It's, you know, it's. Yeah, right. Um, but about the depression, I was just depressed, but I wasn't showing up for myself. I wasn't mm-hmm. really. Uh, showing up to the things I needed to do. So depression, like you asked this question, of, and I'm beating around the bush, I'm that's trying okay. to nail that, it. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. So that you're, there's that depression. Yeah. So that's the gap. Yeah. You, you know there's things that you could be doing and you just aren't you taking aren't. the action. So what, was it that moment where you're like, you're not showing up for you and that started the momentum or what was that? Not mindset? yet. Okay. So okay. Um, I'm actually, I think I'm lucky and mm-hmm. so I actually had somebody like yell at me on social media once about depression because oh. I had a family member that attempted suicide because uh-huh. of depression. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how can you not, before this, I was like, how can, before my own depression, I was like, how can you not just get right. up and go? Right. And then I experienced depression and I yeah. realized, oh crap. Oh, that's what that's like. You can't. It's hard. Right. You need help. Mm-hmm. You really do need help. So with people with depression, uh, they, need, they need help. They need to go talk to someone. And not probably the people that are closest to them, because no. those people might be adding to it. That's right. Yeah, you I know, they that. might be mm-hmm. keeping them in the crab bucket. Yep. So getting beyond your circle. Yeah, that's a great analogy too. You're right, keeping them in the crab bucket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get get out of that. Yeah. Go talk to someone else. But here's the thing. Luckily, I had a past to fall back on. I knew what I did the first time. Okay. To build my mini empire yep. right mm-hmm. I knew what I did so I knew if I just did that stuff again I'll you know I'll keep moving in this yeah, yeah. Right. I'll keep my my business going and so what really happened was I couldn't still I couldn't I was like what's wrong with me mm-hmm. I was getting so mad at myself yeah. Um, and I, it was, I, I identified a couple of different things. I felt fear around showing up. Okay. I felt like I was going to be judged by my own community. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt fear and, uh, I was like, and then I started to feel that thought, like, who am I to, to speak? You know, yeah. mm-hmm. I started all these stories yep. and what I had to do and I, I created this journal for myself. Okay. It was really just like a one-page sheet of writing down who am I. Okay. And it was I am whatever I want to mm-hmm. be. Like I am a self-made multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. I am a multimillionaire stock trader. I am figure fit. I am, um, you know, a badass single mom. I am yes. whatever I want to be. I started writing down at my I am statement. Mm-hmm. And then I started writing down some things that I'm grateful for just to open up my heart. And I started to write my dreams as if they had already happened. And I started to 
right? Like I am, um, you know, a world renowned speaker on, you know, mm -hmm. different stages. Mm -hmm. So I'd start to write those things. Um, my book is an international bestseller, uh, a New York Times bestseller. And I just started to like write down some dreams. I, I have a yacht. I, I want to have a yacht so bad. Like that's yeah. definitely a carrot that I hang out yeah, in front of myself. Cool. Yeah. And so I started to write things and they would get me into a new headspace. And once I was in that new headspace, I'd be able to go do one mini thing. Okay. One mini task that would move the needle forward. Towards that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And um, it was like, it w I created my own bait to move yep. me forward. Yep. And it was, I'm a big fan of uh, Neville Goddard. And he's, a lot of people have never heard of him, but he talks about the Bible. It was like the one book he read. Okay. And he talks about the Bible in terms of, um, most people have it wrong, that you are the way, mm -hmm. that Christ lives in you as you, mm -hmm. that you really are the God of your life experience. And I believe that because my own life experience has proved that to yep. me. Yep. So I was like, I know that I am the way out of this. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I had that to fall back on in the past, but I created the carrots for myself yeah. through this journaling in the morning. Yeah. And I would wake up at 5 a.m. before anyone else, and I would have my quiet time, and I would read Proverbs, because I love them, mm -hmm. and I would journal out my I am statement. And for me, I'm not really that good at visualizing. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I don't know why I'm not, but I'm just yeah. not. But if I partner it with writing some dreams or goals, then I'm better at it. Yeah. So I use that as the process to visualize. Awesome. And visualizing is so valuable. Yeah. And actually, there's so much science around how yeah. it Have works. you heard of uh, Napoleon Hill, mm -hmm. You Can Grow Rich? Yep. Yeah, that's a big part of that. You have to feel, visualize you have to you feel it. feel it. You have to feel that shift inside. Uh, Joe Dispenza. Yep. Oh, yeah. Love that's his work. That's a major part of what he's teaching now, too. Yeah. It's like 1930. Napoleon yeah. Hill's teaching this, and yeah. now there's science and yes. measurement to back up what they were talking about then. And that's guys that exactly would do that. what Neville yeah. Goddard tells. Mm. You know, he awesome. was more about like the, yeah. you'll love his books. Yeah. You're just a geek I'm out. I'm all into that world. That's, my, that's <laughs> yeah. where I dance. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. And that's what my Heavenly Mind podcast is. Yeah. And so that was kind of like a pivot offshoot, but mm -hmm. that was more for... Um, you know, helping people to realize that they are mm -hmm. the God of their life. And, and it doesn't mean that you're God, right. you know, it just right. means that you have the power within you to rise up yeah. and to like really mm -hmm. the universal open doors where yeah. there were once walls, yeah. like when you show up to your mission. Yeah. My first coach calls it, we're gods with lowercase g's. Yeah, yeah, I like that. If you that. believe you're a son or daughter of God, then what does that make you? Yeah. Gods with lowercase g's. Now, if we really understood the impact of that, how would you treat yourself? How would you treat others? If, I'm a, if, I, am truly a, if I truly believe I'm a son of God, of a God, whoever is listening and whoever you pray to, how would you show up? Yeah. If you were fully connected to that, yeah, yeah. How would like you feed fully. yourself? How would oh, you treat yeah, yourself? Yeah. How would you treat your your family? How would you, you know, all of those things? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, it's so cool. Like that, I totally geek out on this because yeah. this is like, I think that this is so underestimated. Yes. Because this is it. I believe mm -hmm. this is the key. Totally. Right here. Totally. Exactly what we're talking about. I've got, uh, I've like, I have about forty clients that I coach, and most of them are weight loss. And very little of what we talk about is diet and exercise. Mm -hmm. It's about loving themselves. That's something you mentioned earlier. Yeah. The, you know, it, uh, most of my clients are female, and I feel so. I have three daughters, uh, and my wife, and so I feel so blessed. Like I get to peek behind the curtain of what it is to be a woman, especially when they've had experiences in life that led them down the path they are, so that I can make sure that I do my part to keep that from happening to them and help them become stronger around it. But our conversations are, the first thing I teach them is creating an I am. We call it our creed, personal creed. Yeah. And what I have them do is write a list in three areas, spirituality, personal relationships, and then them themselves. And what they do is they write down every negative judgment of themselves that they ever have or might come up, right? Whatever it might be. I'm yeah. not attractive, I'm not smart, whatever. In those three areas, so you take a lot of time to really make sure it's all out there. 
and then we forgive ourselves. I forgive myself for judging myself as fill in the blank, and then they get to create a new truth. And it's theirs to create because they are, right? So my new truth is, and I'm like, without fear, who are you? Instead of being, you know, unattractive, without fear, without all of these things that you've labeled yourself as, who are you? And then they create from there. That new creation goes on a new sheet. And then they kind of combine, some of them are repetitive, right? Like I've told myself I'm dumb, I'm an idiot, I'm stupid, and I'm not smart. All four of those, they all kind of complete. And uh, what they're left with is this beautiful creed. And that creed is there just to guide them in how they choose, make choices, right? So if they're gonna go into an environment where the bad choices, bad behaviors from their past are there, they remind themselves by their creed. So when they walk in, now they're prepared because so they've important. determined that. So a lot of what you're saying is, is I love it. It's yeah. yeah. You know what it is? It really truly is all about our stories that mm-hmm. we tell ourselves. Yeah. That's everything. I mean, so this I'm, brain is so powerful. Yeah. I'm really curious about your, because we know it comes from our earlier years. So what was life like for you in your earlier years? Because here's what I'm hearing. You could have made a ton of money. I mean, you, you do well, but... Uh, from an investment perspective, Krispy Kreme, I'm sure you did well, but Krispy Kreme had to have been a better financial choice, right? right? But, a, but from a moral standpoint, right. now I'm pushing the things that I'm right. against totally. over here, right? You know, totally. so, so. Would, yeah, against the, the yeah. things that are going to make, I would be two ton Tessie right now if I, <laughs> <laughs> if I would open that place. Yeah, but, but aside from that, also choosing to allow your son to go live with his dad. There's a lot of self-sacrifice you made um, for from a place of serving mm-hmm. what's going to serve others more so what where does your drive come from and what was your childhood like that maybe it influenced it good or bad and yeah. so what was that like well you? you know i was actually a product of a single parent home okay my dad left when i was a baby okay so i was the youngest of two other children in the family mm-hmm. um it wasn't bad like my mom worked all the time and my brother and sister um kind of picked on me a lot and I know for sure that I was told to be quiet and like uh, like not you know like I was called motor mouth that was really? my nickname oh yeah. my gosh you know, okay <laughs> way to put it to use now right? <laughs> <laughs> totally like big middle finger yeah seriously like, yeah hey, I yeah. get to speak yeah um, yeah and you know it's crazy because like um I could. Uh, this could be a whole nother podcast, sure. which we could talk about, yeah. and it's it's what I teach in my yoga school is the mm-hmm. energy centers of the body and how they develop, you know, and when they develop, mm-hmm. and what addictions that you might form if there was a trauma in the in the home while mm-hmm. that energy center was in development. What kind of addictions you might have as an adult? Could it be like food? Is it codependency? Is it you know, um, drugs, is it mm-hmm. turning to alcohol? And there's different addictions, whether it's smoking or um, shopping or sex or even overwork, mm-hmm. have something to do with one of the energy centers in the body. And throughout the development and the balancing of those, like when you start doing yoga and when you start balancing, balancing them, you start to... Th- things start to come up for you. Mm-hmm. Your subconscious will bring things out for mm-hmm. you to begin processing. To see, so you're aware, it's no longer hidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And so that cool. you can do the work to process mm-hmm. through them. Um, and so, you know what's crazy, like back in 2000 and, oh, I don't even know what year it was, but it was a couple years ago, I was 38, I, I was going through something and I was not speaking up enough about what I truly needed in my life. Okay. And I got strep throat. And then it didn't, like I took antibiotics and it didn't go away. And then it kind of would go away. And this, this whole thing that I was going through was happening for an extended period of time. And I kept getting strep throat. And then I had to get my tonsils taken out at 38. And what I realized, and I knew it, and I was like, well, what if I just deal with this thing in my life, and I speak up, and I say what I really want, because I was afraid to, mm-hmm. and that is a throat chakra center. So I was Not af- speaking your truth. Mm-hmm, not yeah. speaking about what you truly want in your life. I was afraid, and I wasn't really speaking out, and it will manifest in your body as an illness. 
and I ended up having to get my tonsils taken out and like wow. yeah right so Dang. like that's how yeah. our energy centers really apply to our mm -hmm. life um, yeah like I could go on yeah that totally. forever. We, we should just schedule another time for those because that's <laughs> I love that um, yeah so you're you're starting to get become aware of the depression and it's the actions that can be taken to pull you out of that mm -hmm. one at a time? Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's yeah. truly about baby steps. Mm -hmm. And like mm -hmm. that success cycle, I think it's, it's not really as understood mm -hmm. globally as it needs to be because the moment you start showing up is the moment you start building self-confidence. Mm. My son actually just read the book, Think and Grow Rich, and he's 16. Awesome. And so he's wanting to build like a social media company okay. to help businesses like mine, you know, do really good awesome. on Instagram and Facebook. And so he read that and he started making some phone calls. And this one lady who's a real estate agent, it was like, yeah, you know what? I'll talk to you in like a month. I just signed up with somebody, but I will, I'll, you and I'll give you a chance in like a month when I see how this other person does. And he came in and he was like, jumping off the walls <laughs> and he he goes mom that made me want to like make more phone calls and I told awesome. her I, I drew out the success cycle for him and I'm like this is the essence of self-confidence and it really is like if, if people are in depression or, or they've got any sort of dream whether you're not whether you're just not in depression or you just have and you just have a dream or even people who are in depression and mm -hmm. they have they have something of what they want to do either way Taking the action is the most important step. Self-love mm -hmm. is before yeah, that. Right, um, right. But taking that step towards, for you, towards your thing, that's gonna really give you that feedback you need and then help you make the next choice. You either have to like continue on or pivot a little bit, try mm -hmm. something different, but really just showing up. And it, it is just baby steps, because yeah. they'll stack. It's like Legos, they just start stacking. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so what's next for you? Like, what do you, I'm sure you have goals, like you set these visions out, because you've been talking the whole time, you've been seeing future plans for yourself. So what's a 10-year goal for you? Yeah. You're on your yacht. Yeah, yeah. Enjoying that, right? I, I, Like that, yeah, or maybe like Colorado. I'm not sure. I really oh, want to okay. have a yacht someday. Like, I just like, I love the water. I love yeah. nature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, once, once I really started learning more about yachts and how expensive they are, it's insanity. It's $40,000 uh, for gas for like Whoa. an hour. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, okay. There's so much other things I could do There's with that. There's so much other stuff I could do with that kind of money. Even if I had it, it's like, yeah. <laughs> maybe open a, a school in the Amazon or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, right now, like, it's, right now I'm really focused on being a mom. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And just my son. Watching is, him grow. He's got two years left of high mm -hmm. school. So honestly, to be so honest, I could care less. I mean, that's not true. That's right. a lie. You're driven. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I totally, less. I care about my programs. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like, because he was gone once. Yeah. And now he's back. Like, I, I just treasure that mm -hmm. time. I know what it mm -hmm. felt like when he left. Yeah. So I know now, like, every soccer game I'm at. Yeah. And I told him the other day, I go, not many single moms are at their soccer no. games. But I mean, my, my world's a little bit different. Like right. I have, you know, right. money coming in. Right. I've actually built different revenue streams mm -hmm. um, and I'm building them. So yeah. my focus right now is really still continuing with the figure fit community, but I do want to pivot figure fit and change it. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like figure fit to be a lot like Spartan. I want to do, I want to create figure fit coaches Cool. And I want to create, um, now that I've done a brick and mortar store, mm -hmm. have teach people how to open their own brick and mortar store. I could go, mm -hmm. for example, I could go on site somewhere and spend two weeks there training people the figure fit system, the energy systems of the body. I could train people on how to become yoga teachers mm -hmm. and someone could open a gym and have both right things right off the bat right. so i might franchise figure fit yeah i'm not sure yet what i'm exactly i'm going to do um i really would like to get some partners in that mm -hmm. and make it uh like an employee-owned business mm -hmm. and let it grow beyond me right. like I, right. I really want to bring in and let that grow your program very few organizations 
touch on everything that's important with the foundation being what's going on between the years. Yeah. Right, very few. I, I ran a, a CrossFit gym for seven years. And uh, about a year in, I realized people were coming to my office and talking to me about stuff that had nothing to do with CrossFit. You know, kids that uh, had two twins that were bipolar and we were talking about issues in school that their parents would say go talk to your coach and I'm like yeah. ah this is not what I thought I was getting into but I actually became more interested in the mindset um, and I never made the leap to incorporate it in the training part of me felt like they're here to get fit not to find out why they don't want to keep coming regularly or consistently right so everything you just outlined and how your book is set up a franchise like that should exist I don't actually yeah. know of any I don't know of any brick and mortar that you can walk into that there's a foundational course on your mindset because that's what's going to keep them showing up consistently anyway you know it's in the crossfit world it was like somebody would come in two months later this program isn't working for me bounce to the next year but guess what they went from gym to gym it had nothing to do with the program it had to do with the six inches between their ears not taking responsibility for their lack of nutrition or their lack of consistency or you know you name it or you know mobility so you have a full package there. I think that would there's a place for it. You see things like, um, I mean, there's a lot of different franchises out there, and most of them are just the physical. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, I have like, oh, uh, you know, when I that's in some things visualizing does not come easy, but in mm -hmm. the figure fit land, oh man, I've got big visions. I yeah. see so much, especially yeah. since I had a yoga studio. My yoga, yoga studio was gorgeous. I mean, mm. spa-like, yeah. beautiful. Wow. Um, and so I love that whole like self-care spa, mm -hmm. really pamper someone mm -hmm. so they know what it's like to be pampered because a lot of people have never really felt that. And like you said, like what would your life be like if you really acted and thought of yourself in the greatest way possible? Yeah, kings and queens. Yeah. They're getting pampered. How they're doing you, work and they're getting pampered. <laughs> how would you treat yourself? How would you treat yeah. others? And like haven't like yeah but I have big visions about like cool. what it would look like and and what is the process that I see taking anyone through everyone through not just this person who's interested in mindset and weight loss no no every single person gets the whole package yeah and like that's awesome you know that's I mean I see this I, I have a vision for it I don't know when it will come about sure. um, I'm really enjoying right now being a mom cooking mm -hmm. And actually, um, wealth management, mm -hmm. advising, and yeah. helping with that. So I'm, with the stocks and yeah. the trading and, and stuff. So, yeah, and so like mm -hmm. that's actually stuff that I'm learning right now. I'm actually becoming a financial. I'm getting certified to legit do financial planning for people. You just don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, though. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, so. What would you tell, so my brother asked me this question a few weeks ago. I have a 21 year old, I'm the oldest of five boys. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And now you have all girls. That's so And I cool. have all girls. And uh, well, I was going to say, so my running a gym, I'm at work in the morning. I'm at home in the afternoon and I'm back to the yeah. gym in the evening. Yeah, for sure. And so I, I went bankrupt in November this last year. Uh. Yeah. And so I was in that depressive state. I was sitting in my back shed like... Literally, this is where people get to when they end it. It is. And I say that having never felt the draw for suicide. Mm -hmm. So even sitting there, I just was aware. You knew. This yeah. is what it feels like. And just like you, it was all over. I was seeing the faces of every one of my members. It had nothing to do with me losing out. It had to do with I'm letting my tribe down. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And, it was and like, your family. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like not providing and everything. Yeah. And, and they hung on forever because, you know, for seven years sacrificing time with me and it was all for nothing, right? And I thought. And, and that's what we tell ourselves. Yeah. And that's that, right. That alone right there is the one thought yeah. that you got to question because it right. wasn't for not, it that's was right. for so much. But now on the other side of that pain, mm -hmm. there's, you've got a gem. Yeah. You've, you've mined a gem mm -hmm. that you now get to use, and I, I now get that. Like, my depression was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Me going through that, I mean, I was prideful beforehand, and like, now I'm much more humble, like I'm getting emotional. <laughs> like, it's, it's super, like, it just changes you. It changes mm -hmm. your heart, it changes yeah, it your outlook for other people, and it just, like... There's a lot of empathy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. It, the, the, 
the best teacher is our own experiences. And that's where I, yeah, I, I feel you. I was so sad that I, and coming out of that, I thought, you know what? Everything you've read, everything you've taught, that you believe. You're now, you're now stirring that up yeah. and bringing it out for yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. now's the time to use it. Yeah, for sure. And I made a choice. What I do next won't come at the cost of my family. Yeah. So my daughters, we go and do stuff all the time. Like yeah. weekends, that's we're gone. So good. If, if mom doesn't go, that's okay. Yeah. Me and the girls were going. And so we go camping all the time. That's I just, so they, they do, And they love it. And I'm so glad they love it. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't wait too long because I saw it coming. I started homeschooling my 15-year-old two years ago. Oh, wow. Because, so I'm a combat veteran and I deployed when she was five months and I was gone for 18 months. Okay. There was a, there's a very real difference in being there the whole time versus my older one when I wasn't. And I could see if I don't create a relationship within the next couple of years, I've lost her. You've got nothing. I've got nothing to say. Yep. And so, uh, Partially selfish, but also she wasn't getting the grades in school. She was starting to, the behaviors were there because dad wasn't around, really. I mean, I was around, but I wasn't teaching. I wasn't leading. And so I talked to my wife and I said, let us let me homeschool her. She'll go to the gym with me every day. We'll just, you know, let me homeschool her. Best decision I ever made. That's awesome. Hands down. She went back to high school this year. I'm just freaking out. Like, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. now I have a high schooler. She's in 10th grade. I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh. And all of that stuff, you yeah. know, that goes on. But my kids will not be sacrificed for some sort of long-term goal. Yeah. That means I will create whatever it looks like to have success and be with my kids yeah. so that they can learn from that, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, my brother, he asked me a couple weeks ago, what would you tell your 21-year-old self? I'm like, awesome question, first of all. I'm so glad that you're thinking that way, right? So what advice, all these experiences, what would you, if you uh, could shortcut it and uh, let, let's say magic wand, which I got to show you, you know what, a, do you know what abracadabra means? Yeah. We'll wrap it up here. I know you got to go, but abracadabra means with my words, I create. Oh, I love that. That's actually Aramaic. With, with our words, we create. Yeah, abracadabra. so true. So I have a wand I use with my clients. I'm like, let me grab my wand. Oh, I love it. And then it. I ask them with our words, we create yeah. without fear what's there. So if your 21 year old self could hear you and take yeah. on the advice, what would you tell your 21 year old self? You know, I spent, it's so crazy too, because like, uh, I'm single, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I gave so much of my power away to men. Okay. And to relationships, yeah. to to give me my worth mm -hmm. and to, and, and I'm still single, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, um, and there's nothing wrong with that, mm -hmm. but like, I don't even know how I'm trying to say this, but like, if you look at it like that, like, I'm still single, uh, I'm not married, I've never had a partner, and I just think, like, those people are not in my life, and yet I gave them time, energy, um, you know, space, a say, mm. and yeah. how much more, I've done a lot, but how much more could I have done had I, not, had I known really where to place relationship but it's okay because yeah. now I know and like looking at the world you know movies for kids are like where's the boyfriend within yep. two minutes they're showing that yeah and um, Frozen was like one of the first ones that were like no the most important relationship in her life was her sister yeah. it wasn't the dude yeah you know yeah, and it's like um, our world is really driven around relationships and finding that one mm. and that soulmate or that one connection and it's not that that's not important because you can find some really good relationships but um, understanding that they're there to help you build something yeah. and they're not there like for you yeah you know you don't need to rely on them yeah yeah uh-huh totally and um, and I've never relied on a guy Ever. And I yeah. think that there's a big part of me that has really actually desired that, mm -hmm. um, but has pushed it away. That was part of my therapy, like mm. really finding yeah. out like what is going on with me <laughs> in the relationship land. Yeah. Um, why am I so driven? And um, it's because I do want to be in charge of my yeah. own money. I do want to have um, that my own place in this world mm -hmm. and that's important to me mm -hmm. and I think that there's nothing wrong with really identifying those things that are important to you yeah um, but I really also 
I wanted to be loved and I wanted to be chosen. So I kind of like put a lot of my power in the hands of a lover mm-hmm. to choose me. Mm. And now I know that only I can choose me and only I can abandon myself and my own yeah. goals for someone else. Yeah. So it would probably be something around that. Yeah. You know, and know your worth. Yeah. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to not be on your own yeah. and figure it out for yourself. Yeah. And then would you say that the relationship will find you when it's the it right will. time? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, great. Yeah. Awesome. So this has been awesome, Liz. How can my listeners find you? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. Okay. And I'm starting to try to be more active on Instagram, like in uh-huh. my stories. Yeah. I have, like, Figure Fit has its own social media, and I was doing that and my yoga school, and I was like, you know what, just have it under you so people can follow me, Listeners Wiki, Perfect. At, uh, on Instagram or even on Facebook. And then my website is figurefitlife.com. Okay, great. Yeah, or my and name, listenerswiki.com. And uh, where can they get your book? Amazon? Amazon, Okay. yeah. And I did do an Audible recording. Oh, awesome, okay. So it's on audio great. Okay. I honestly think the book might be better. I recorded my own Audible. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's fine. It's yeah. not bad, but like... I listened to it, and we're so self-critical, right? Yeah. I listened to it, and I was like, oh, my God, Liz, just shut up. Yeah. So that means if you're listening to this, you'll love it. <laughs> so if you're an audible person, do the audible. That's thank you. awesome. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here with me. Yeah, you. thank you so much. This yeah. is great. I it appreciate was fun. it.